Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of optimism and positivity to get you ready for the weekend. Today's clip is from episode 112 of the podcast with Dr. Daniel Levitin, a neuroscientist, cognitive psychologist, and best-selling author. In this clip, he outlines some of the key factors that will enhance our lives right now, as well as increase our health span and not just our lifespan. The number one factor that influences how you're going to fare at any age is a personality trait, a mindset, uh, you might call it, of conscientiousness. That swamps all other factors in terms of whether you're going to be healthy and happy at age eight or age 108. So, I guess, can you finish a task you started? Not only that, but can you do the best possible job you can? Can you do not just good enough? Can you try to push yourself to do more, to do better? Can you grow in whatever it is that you're doing, if it's keeping a garden, if it's cooking for yourself and your family, if it's choosing vegetables, learning which ones to choose at the market so you get the most flavorful and healthy ones with the most nutrients, any area of a human endeavor where you can learn and keep learning is what's neuroprotective. I mean, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, curiosity, really, which is a separate trait. It's number two on the list after conscientiousness. Is it really? People who are curious do better in life. So conscientiousness and curiosity, the two C's of aging well. If you can remain curious and learn new things, that's neuroprotective. It doesn't mean that you won't get Alzheimer's or that you can reverse it or slow it down, but it does mean, based on the research, that you may get it and nobody would notice it for years because you've built up this cognitive reserve. Think of it this way. If you go to the gym and you can bench press uh, 200 kilos, on a bad day, you could still do 50. Uh, I can't, but you've got some muscle reserve. Same thing with the brain. You you build up this reserve through doing new things, whatever they are. Just to bring this full circle, the other third quality that we can all work on is gratitude. Yeah. As you know, I had the opportunity to meet with the Dalai Lama in doing the research for the book. And he meditates on gratitude and compassion two to four hours every day. And he believes the real secret to happiness, not necessarily longevity, but happiness, is to embrace gratitude. If you're happy for what you have, and you're not focused on what you don't have, and feeling slighted or carrying around anger and such, uh, and how come so-and-so has a Tesla and I don't, or you know, so-and-so got promoted and I didn't, so-and-so's spouse is better looking than mine, all of that stuff... Uh, throws our brain into a kind of fear mode. It activates the amygdala. It releases cortisol. But, you know, Warren Buffett agrees. The idea of experiencing gratitude. My grandmother was a an immigrant to the United States from Germany, a Holocaust survivor. Uh, She escaped the Nazis. And she had written out on a piece of paper uh, the things she was grateful for. Yeah. And she recited them every morning when she woke up and every night before she went to bed. She was not religious, but we were talking about how you could affect change. And we talked about meditation and medication and psychotherapy. Another thing that works is religion. All the world's religions teach you that you can change 
yourself, you can become more compassionate or generous or yeah. more tolerant or uh, express more gratitude. So she had this list and she told us that every day she woke up, she told me, my, me and my mom around the time she was 79, that she sang God Bless America every morning. God bless America, written by another immigrant, by the way, Irving Berlin, another Jewish immigrant. And she felt that it was her purpose to do that. She had to express gratitude that her family was saved. So for her 80th birthday, my mother and I bought her a little $80 electronic keyboard. And I got pieces of masking tape and put them on the keys to play the song. And I put numbers on them oh, wow. so she'd know what order to play them in. And she loved it. She'd never played an instrument before. So she's going one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, like this. Uh, and then by the time it was her 81st birthday, she had lifted the masking tape off and was playing it from memory. By her 82nd birthday, she'd worked out a rudimentary harmony with the left hand. Oh, wow. She kept improving. She did this every single morning. And every night before she went to bed, until she died at 97, and we found the keyboard on her bed table. Hope you enjoyed this week's Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of optimism and positivity to get you ready for the weekend. Please do spread the love and the feel-good vibes by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you like what you heard, why not go back and listen to the full conversation? For more content from me, please do sign up for my weekly newsletter where I share every week things that I do not share on social media, topics that I'm thinking about, quotes that I'm pondering, articles that have moved me, and sometimes even music that I'm listening to. Around 100,000 people already subscribe. You can check it out at drchatterjee.com forward slash subscribe. As always, I'll be back next week with the long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Size next Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Mm-hmm.